up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I am your host, Adam Sheehan, and I am here today with your panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What's up, everybody? KAC Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. I did it. I you said his it. name right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is this is kind of a, a special episode. This is our pilot episode. Uh, I just uh, we wanted to give you guys kind of a jumping on point. Um, let you guys know kind of who we are, what we're doing here, what to expect. So, you know, yeah, let's do that. Uh, so let's kind of go. I'm, I want to go around the room. Um, each of us can kind of introduce ourselves. What what brought you into comics? Wha- what's your relationship with comics? Maybe. uh what your usual monthly pull is like and you know just let's get to know each other a little i'll start i'll I'll start with you sean you seem eager to jump in always (laughs) always team player yeah so i'm sean uh hello hi um comics yeah i've always been interested in like you know cartoonies as a kid like spider-man batman comics x-men the usuals in the 90s because they were all pretty great i didn't read much comics growing up uh, a little bit of Batman here and there, but not much until my buddy started working at a comic book store, probably when I was in high school. And then they're like, yo, you should read all these comics. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's when I started reading a lot of comics. It really started with uh, Batman. It was probably the big one with the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale runs with like Hush and Long Halloween. That's that's probably one of my favorite Classics. Like, yeah, they're great. And then I kind of just spiraled from there very quickly. You say spiraled like it was a downward spiral. There was a lot of comics bought, <laughs> a lot of purchases that no longer live in, are in my house. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of regrets. I, a lot of regrets. <laughs> I took some chances. It's okay. Um, but yeah, ended up reading a lot. Got introduced to a lot f- through those friends. Then I really started going into like the more indie stuff with Vertigo, which I guess doesn't exist at this point. Eh, you know. But it'll live on forever. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. <laughs> it's in our hearts. Um, <laughs> probably one of my favorite books coming out of that would be fables that's probably really latched on and got me as a lifelong comic reader um that's fables by bill willingham i don't remember who the artist is on top of my head but cl- you um, love it you clearly <laughs> love it, that series is it buckingham <laughs> yes it is It's willingham and buckingham yes so for I everyone think. out there it's kind of a right. comic book about all your childhood fairy tales like king cole snow white the the big bad wolf but they get kicked out of their magical homeworld and have to live on Earth. And their stories go from there. It's pretty And the first trade is like a murder mystery. Yes, awesome. it is. It's very good. And didn't that it, really hooked didn't me in. Did it get picked up for TV? Or was that like... That's Once Upon a Time. That's oh, what that's, totally, totally <laughs> that's what everything. it turned into. So it, not really. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's one of those ones that will just sit in like limbo of being optioned until, you know, like it, well, it's Why the Last Man, same thing. Like, exactly. Yeah, maybe, well, I'll believe it when I see it, when it exists. Which another... Great yeah. book. That there you really go. But Why the Last Man has at least attempted to be made at yeah. least five times. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying. Yeah. So once I got into fables with the more indie stuff, uh, I really started eating that stuff up. Invincible. Um, why yeah, the Last everybody Man. Everybody was into Invincible for a while there. <laughs> I remember that. Um, so just a, a lot of those not, you know, some superhero books I still really enjoyed, like Batman I kept up with for a really long time. Um that's pretty much it on the DC side. <laughs> <laughs> some Spider-Man I really liked. Uh, maybe some of the bigger events. But yeah, really focus more now like on the, the image and indie side 
Um, there's some great books that are out now. That's typically my normal pull, and then I'll throw a couple, couple superheroes in there when I, when Casey tells me to read it. <laughs> <laughs> it says, it's great. Just read it. I'm like, fine, and shut, I end up buying up it. Buy it. Yeah. yeah, it happens a lot, and she usually is right. Unfortunately, I mean, you said it, not me. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> that's a little bit about me. Well, uh, that's a good segue into Casey. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you're into. Um, So my name's Casey, and just from the jump, it's worth mentioning that I work at a comic book store, uh, the one that we all frequent. Well, I frequent it because I'm getting paid to go there, but these guys (laughs) frequent it uh, for my stellar recommendations and friendship. Uh, so wow, really selling yourself. <laughs> yeah, I love know. it. You, yeah, see, you, you said I'm already this... right, and now I, I'm I'm full of myself. Way to make it all about you, Casey. Yeah, you said to tell me about <laughs> myself. She loves herself for now. <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got. Don't to. don't go too far. There um, has to be at least one. So someone has to. Right? Yeah, someone has to love me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been working at a uh, Brave New Worlds in uh, Philadelphia, the greater Philadelphia area, for like three, going on four years now. And uh, it's awesome. Love it. And uh, But I, I've been reading comics for about 20 years, um, little give or take there. Uh, started out with the um, the Bendis Maliv run on Daredevil. Uh, that was like the first book that I like got a subscription to, like mailed to my house. Like it was like, because my mom would take me to the comic book store and like have like a, like a budget and I would just buy like one or two like dollar books or whatever whenever I went there. And it was just like, oh, cool. I bought issue like... 37 of doom patrol and i don't know what the hell is happening uh <laughs> so daredevil was the first one that i like followed and like you know got me into the actual storytelling rather than just like cool pictures you know and uh yeah so then just went on from there you know i've just kind of been reading my whole life i um you know definitely nowadays prefer the image stuff a little bit more like a little bit more indie and like creator owned and like like unique sci-fi i'd say is probably like the the genre that i prefer the most but you know i i started with the superhero stuff and i'll die reading the superhero stuff <laughs> it's uh you know it's a couple of favorites like you know daredevil's always been my favorite with thor uh the more cosmic end of those probably my two big characters um you know that i'll always try to follow as long as they have good writers uh but yeah i think i follow writers nowadays more so like i like i'm there for the content rather than the uh the character because sometimes it's just real bad (laughs) and and there's some of those creators that you just follow yeah oh yeah absolutely like net like currently you know like the the landscape of comics now i'll read anything jeff lemire anything uh, rick remender you know anything tom king any of like the chip zdarsky like those guys i'll just like follow them wherever they go um you know but there's there's a bunch of other ones out there that are worth mentioning that i'm forgetting um but yeah that's uh you know so I did comics. <laughs> no, no one else to say. <laughs> All right, how about you, RJ? Why don't you introduce yourself? Well, uh, I've been reading since I'm in third grade. Um, I don't know how I found the... I, my shop wasn't the, the shop that we all go to to begin with. So I don't know how I found it. When I was so young, my mom just took me to the mall in Plymouth Meeting. And I became really good friends who... The like, I guess he was the manager. He was kind of assistant manager at that time. Now he's the manager, um, and he showed me Spider Man, and I would read all these back issues. Um, I used to sell my mom's vinyls for back issues. Oh man, because the, they were a vinyl shop and a, <laughs> and a comic shop. Did she know you were selling her vinyls? 
Most of them. Okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We're, um, we're a record-collecting house, so I don't want to see you near my vinyl collection. <laughs> <laughs> they used to, like, clean the vinyls and keep the kerosene rags, like, on the floor in a comic shop. It was like a fire hazard. Oh, that's the worst idea anyone's ever oh, had. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> um, oh, no. But I... I mean, I only read superhero stuff when I was young. And when I went to school, I, I, I mean, I had friends, but I didn't do a whole lot of, like, hanging out with people outside of school. Uh, I never did much sports. My whole ecosystem outside of school was a comic book store. I've been hanging out there for forever. That's where almost all my friends now are from. And so it was really interesting always having friends, like, 10 years older than me or older um and so now i read almost anything but i i was it started with superhero stuff and i guess once image started becoming not jim lee wildcat stuff <laughs> and started good so it started becoming good yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. taste really evolved over time i found jeff lemire and that got me into a lot more indie stuff than i had ever read so i'll read anything i've read almost any like team book at one point was i've just been into so much (laughs) (laughs) but my uh my friend who like was the the manager he was really in x-men so that that's definitely one of my main areas uh kind of passed that down to me and he knows he knows every issue every single character's appearance and I, I could just name an issue and he'll know what happened from <laughs> x-men and it's now slow. you're that for us kind of yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. i i feel like when i get lost on x-men i i ask you to fill me in like what did i what did i miss where is this yeah like we, yeah. we were just talking about that right before we started recording i was lost yeah, I think, I think like last week we were talking about uh, the powers of X number one. And they're like, oh, yeah, Eunice the Untouchable yeah. from issue eight of X. I'm just like, what? Who? <laughs> How? What? <laughs> I, st- I still don't know what you guys are talking I, about. I, I now know what characters. he's talking about, but I would have never Dude. remembered what issue is his first appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the like really serious stuff and then also just how obscure, batshit, and like insane comics used to be just <laughs> so random yep. it's just so absurd you could get take an inanimate object or an animal from anything and there's a villain for it that's what i've always loved about comics is just the absurdity of it all yeah like, it's an it's an open forum for just anything and everything anything goes it's beautiful and, and like how many com- how many issues of comics are there like there's oh only God. so many stories you can tell before it gets well they're all insane. starting to hit 1000 yeah so they so. were there now you know. yeah. I guess that brings it around to me. Um, I, I started reading comics, I guess, when I was in about fourth grade. I was a big X-Men fan. Still am. I, 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 got, in, I got into comics via the uh, Fleer Ultra trading cards. The X Men cards. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like oh. that was that was my gateway drug. That's fantastic. That that dates you very. It does. Specifically. It, 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 it <laughs> puts me at a very specific point in time. <laughs> and I remember I jumped in on X Men like right at the cusp of um like I, I think it was like Age of Apocalypse was just starting to ramp up, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is happening? Like I I love all these characters. I know all about them because I read their little bios in the back of these cards. <laughs> but like it, 
I, it took forever for me. That's kind of where the obsession started because I was always a big fan of, okay, let's jump into a series at issue like 550 and then figure out what I have to buy mm-hmm. to clue myself To make in. this make sense. Yeah, yeah. and it, that's where the collector gene kind of shows its face. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's where See, the obsession... See, you were a smarter kid than I was because I was just picking up random stuff like, that's a cool cover and like never actually investigating it. And now, pushing 30 years old, going back and buying those trade paperbacks that like collected those volumes, and I'm just like, oh, okay, now now I get it. <laughs> I remember this issue. I don't didn't know what was going on back then, but yeah, I mean, like I I barely really read. Like I, I was more of a collector. Yeah, I, I like, and that's kind of what the cards were like. I collected the cards, and then the comics gave me something else to collect. I kind of collect collections. Like I collect records too. <laughs> it's it's just this compulsion but um i guess i kind of stopped reading comics for a while too and then started reading again like later in in high school i got really really into the punisher for Mm. a while and uh, it was when garth ennis and steve dillon i was about to say that's the only came back on and i (laughs) i just this is the only one that matters could not get enough of that book and uh the the guy that worked at the comic shop that i went to still go to i've been going to brave new world since i was a, a child a, a teenager yeah. yeah so he was like if if you if if you're really into this you should try preacher so mm. i got into preacher and oh, then that man. was kind of my gateway Beautiful. into like kind of the more indie creator owned world of comics yeah that's but, great but yeah and and then even before that i was i was really big into jeff smith and bone mm. um mm-hmm. when i was a kid um and uh then i discovered madman it's over. And that's yep. kind of where it Here stops. It <laughs> like, I, I remember just, I just kind of saw a, a cover and I was like, I really like that art. And I grabbed it and then that became an obsession. I had to have every single issue. So I don't think I ever told you how I was introduced to Madman. I was introduced to Madman through Kevin Smith, like in 2011 or something. Chasing Amy. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chasing Amy came out like way before that, I think 97 or something. But I discovered those movies when I was 11 years old. And that an 11 year old should not be watching those not, movies. There was a, no parental supervision going on there. But uh, like I was, I discovered comics and Kevin Smith right at the exact same time. Like mm. just this ubiquitous, it's like, oh, just like light bulb. It all, it all clicks. And I'm just scouring those movies for like, what is Kevin Smith like? Because I love these movies, <laughs> yeah. but I also like, I don't know any comics to read. So like Mad Men was probably like the second or third like thing that I like looked for and like, right. was, like sought out and found. And uh, so, yeah, that was I did it totally backwards from you. Well, Madman was one of the first I, I things kind I of, found. I kind of knew about Madman through Kevin Smith. Yeah. But like I didn't go searching it out. Like I just kind of saw it. I was like, I really like that artwork. And then I kind of put two and two together. But then I just went on a spiral. It's from interesting there. hearing people talk about finding comics through Kevin Smith when I had no idea who he was and then when i found out about him i already known everything i was like this guy's just whatever yeah no i mean like <laughs> I that is the appropriate reaction kevin smith because like i was 11 years old and loved it and then i got like probably you know i probably loved it for a couple years there but like am i excited about Jane silent bob reboot no not really i'll watch it but i don't think i'm excited for it i well, am 30 years old i should not yeah. be watching those movies you are, you are not the demographic that movie is targeting <laughs> you, you shouldn't have been watching them when you were watching them yeah. you shouldn't be watching i learned them now. i learned what um giving head was because of um george carlin 
Oh, well, yeah. there you go. To learn the birds and the bees from the very the worst place you could possibly. I, I wouldn't call Carlin the worst place. <laughs> he was very informative. Well, the rest of the movie. There's there's way worse places you can learn things from than than the the train conductor from <laughs> Shining Time Station. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's that's a reference. <laughs> he was he was the train conductor on Thomas the Tank Engine. I know that's I, that's not the, ex- the reference I expected you. To, I expected a Bill and Ted reference. <laughs> Is that? Oh yeah, Rufus. <laughs> Good old Rufus. Who doesn't learn about head from Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair anyway, point. that's a fair point. But yeah, so like I, I, I went on this journey. I wanted to collect um, Mike and Lara Allred's entire body of work, and then it was easy for a while because they didn't have a whole lot. But then they start, then they got picked up by like DC and Marvel, and they started doing a lot of work for DC and Marvel, mostly covers. Ecstatics and Ecstatics uh. came out. I. I have that entire run. I have the X Force run, the Ecstatics run. It's coming back. I'm stoked. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I love the the whole Allred family. Everything yeah. they do is great. So good. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's me. That's my thing. Um, yeah. So yeah. What, how about let's go, let's go around again? Does uh, let's do um, favorite character? What's everyone's favorite character? We'll start with you, Sean. Oh man, favorite character. I would probably say a good solid, probably Batman. He's probably a tried true. But but you don't read Tom King Batman. It's fine. I'm reading Tom <laughs> King Batman right now. Oh yeah, you're, okay. Speak. You're catching up. Yeah, I just didn't <laughs> like you, what, issue one. Is that I just didn't like that at? Monster Man art. It just didn't do it for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, don't read Monster Man. It's not written by Tom King. Yeah, well, that's probably why I didn't <laughs> like it. But yeah, he's probably every time I pick up a Batman book, I feel like, yep, yeah. I like this. This yeah. is this is and yeah, it's it's great. Uh, he just beats people up, yells at them. It's awesome. I, that's what I like. That's what I like about comics. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like the uh, some story the, there. The white male libertarian power fantasy of Batman is it really identified. I, just, I like part? when he gets. I like when he gets taken down a peg. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he, he, <laughs> so he like White Knight a lot. He thinks he's above it all, and then someone's like, "Nah, dude." Yeah, you still got Let's, daddy, mommy issues. Yeah, you got problems. Just admit Calm it. Down. Like, yeah. stop being a little baby. <laughs> But I, yeah, I would say he's especially because I got into it like 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 I said that Loeb sale run mm. that those stories are great and yeah. I, and every once in a while like Tom King <laughs> you get another one in there that kind of Does matches Scott that. Snyder awesome. Scott Snyder great run yep. even with Grant Morrison awesome. even Robot uh, Jim Jim Gordon hey man that was at the end he had to make it to fifty two issues yeah he had true. to make he, it work he made it he got there he certainly made it <laughs> so you Casey favorite character uh. You know, it's hard to narrow down because like there's so many characters that have had such bad runs at some point in their in their existence. But um, I gotta say Thor. Uh, you know, I started out. I, I think I didn't care about Thor at all until like the Straczynski run right after um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, when he's he was like dead for three years, and then Straczynski brought him back like after Ragnarok. Is that disassembled? I, Thor disassembled. He it, dies. Is right? it called? That, that's Ragnarok? what's right before. I don't know who was writing it before that. Yeah, that's that's like when he died. It yeah. might be Secret Invasion. I forget. Secret Invasion is when he came back because like okay. he was a there was like a clone robot or something during Civil War, and then Secret Invasion he shows up and he's just like blows up all the scroll ships. He's just like, "What's up? I'm back," and that's like his re- reintroduction back into comics. And I was like, "This dude, I haven't been paying attention to this dude at all." <laughs> and then like pretty much since then, all the people that have written Thor have been fantastic because it was like him, Matt Fraction, and then Jason Aaron's just been writing it for like a decade. And then bam, we get Jane Foster Thor, even better. It's it's uh, it's all great. Didn't CM Punk write an issue of Thor? 
Ah, uh, did he? I think he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, like I said, all great writers. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to write comics now, and he wrote an issue of Thor that we haven't seen him since. I, I remember I read one issue by him. I think it was Drax, and I'm like, you should just stick to punching people. <laughs> Even <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I don't know. <laughs> Poor CM. I, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get on his bad side. <laughs> I don't want him just showing up at my house. I'm not ready for that. I can so. punch you. <laughs> not, maybe not. He's going to punch me too because I broke edge. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. You it's, better it's, hide. He's gonna fight all of us, man. <laughs> I got no beef with CM Not me. Punk. Yeah, I hope I, I got no beef. Don't lump me with you two. Guilty by association. Uh, yeah. Damn, CM Punk, if you're out there, we'd like to. We'd like to get <laughs> Can you we have you on the show? show? Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show, CM yeah. Punk. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, RJ? Favorite character? All right. Well, uh, if you had asked me about seven years ago, you probably would have said something like Kilowog. Or yes. Correct answer. Fantastic. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, you poozer. I would just read. I just read so much, and I was just like, I love this really random character that had any amount of small character development, and I just fell in love with all these like love Mysterio and all this these random sorrow, sorrow, <laughs> all, all these random characters because that's what comics are to me. Like this, just just absurd. But anyway, uh, Fractions X Men came out. And I was going through uh, health issues with my family and, um, and like, uh, other personal stuff. And I was reading that team, and uh, Emma Frost was on the X-Men. She was, that was, like, the height of her becoming a hero because uh, Morrison had brought her on from Gen X. And I fell in love with the way she takes her pain and pushes through all of it. Hmm. And she's now, she's my favorite character, but that doesn't do it justice, how much she means to me, to my soul. She is so important to me. Yeah, I yeah. feel dumb for this giving like serious. a stupid answer. <laughs> I don't want to. Fu- I, I like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, can I go again? Can I, I like try turtles. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, that that's the great thing about comics. Like, it you can, it can kind of touch you on a very emotional, very deep level, and it's it's kind of it's almost hard to explain when you when you have that kind of relationship with a fictional character that you especially when you're comics. young too. It's like a protector. Yeah, it's someone that you look up to. It's it forms the way you think. Oh yeah, absolutely. I de- I would definitely give comic books and like the Star Wars trilogy like more credit <laughs> for raising me than like my biological father. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> this got heavy. There we go. I'm just a dude who read read a lot when he was a kid. <laughs> so I, I guess that comes to me then. Uh, I I feel like I have too many favorite characters. Like I'm one of those people. Mm. Like I'm a I'm a huge huge Ninja Turtles nerd. I mean, if you've heard my voice before you've listened to my Ninja Turtles Minute podcast and you've heard me talk endlessly about the turtles, so I'll spare you. But, um, (laughs) like, I I almost want to say Madman, but Madman, the character, isn't really what ever sold me on that series. It's it's more the art, the storytelling, and there's a whole ton of characters. But I... I, And this is weird. I I feel like if I have to really put a pin in a favorite character, I'd say Tank Girl. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I just... I love... Everything she stands for. She's so punk rock, so who gives a crap? Mm-hmm. She does whatever she wants to whoever she wants. And I feel like Tank Girl is a big blind spot on my list. I don't think I've read maybe like one or two things, but... 
I'll have to lend you some comics. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I kind of I I remember watching the Tank Girl movie as a kid and being like, well, this is dumb. <laughs> And you then, didn't like iced tea as a kangaroo? Uh, that was the good part. That's the highlight. <laughs> Somewhere that's the out highlight. there, there's a YouTube video of him rapping in the kangaroo yeah, outfit. It's and amazing. It's the greatest thing. It's the best thing. Ever. Go yeah. look it up if you haven't seen it's it. Film. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it was a number of years ago, probably about 10 years ago. I want to say like maybe 2008, 2009. Um, Alan Moore just brought it back. Alan Moore, the, the creator, uh, the co creator, writer of Tank Girl, he brought it back. He was, uh, Jamie Hewlett wasn't on board. Wait. What? Alan Moore? Alan wrote- Moore? Alan Martin. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. You're fired. I wouldn't I have been fired. surprised if it had been Alan Moore. I would have. I've been, That's I gotta, an easy flood. Alan I, Moore, that is Alan actually, Martin. That is, that is very valid. Give me some credit. I was Moore. just, I was confused that there was a hole in my Alan Moore knowledge. <laughs> no, Alan Moore and Alan Martin he are did. two very different people. <laughs> so uh, Alan Martin brought it back. He brought it, he, uh, he didn't have um, Jamie Hewlett on board. Jamie Hewlett at the time was really busy with his work on the gorillas mm-hmm. to like really be able to be pinned down i forget who he came back i think it was ashley wood he had doing art sounds right and it was very sporadic like they would do like four or five issues and then disappear for a while and then he'd come back with a different artist do three or four issues and disappear and then uh he came back for a good long stretch with rufus dayglow and i absolutely love rufus dayglow and his art i think i like his version of tank Girl almost better than jamie hewlett mm. oh, which wow. is, is like sacrilege bold. yeah but bold statement yeah, um, he's uh, the current artist is Brett Parsons. Brett Parsons is uh, very similar to Rufus Dayglow. Okay, but yeah, I just I love that series. I love uh, Alan Martin. Just has this prose. It's almost like uh, like a Hunter Thompson esque prose. Like everything's just very fast and, and energetic. Oh man, and I need he, to read more Tank Girl. I think you're selling me on it. <laughs> I just I love his way of storytelling. Like sometimes there's a soundtrack to an issue of Tank Girl, and he'll just write what he was listening to in the margin. Love it. It's it's great. Like I just he just breaks the fourth wall. Um, only recently did he ever even start putting continuity into into Tank Girl. It was always just like <laughs> like there would be each issue would have like five or six small stories that had nothing to do with each other. It was just like it's probably the most punk rock comic book yeah, <laughs> that I, I can would, think of. I definitely <laughs> most punk rock comic that's ever made it to mainstream and sustained being mainstream, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who subscribes to it at our shop. I think you are. I think you guys get two copies, and sometimes I buy both of them. <laughs> yeah, we get a couple, like one or two for the shelf, and then you buy one or two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that's me. That's us. Uh, so I guess, um, so that's who we are. So what this show is going to be is uh, we we all hang out at the comic shop together. We all go to the same shop. We hang out on Wednesdays. We're that group of four people hanging out by the register when you're trying to buy. That's like super loud while I'm trying to ring you up and it's just like I can't concentrate at all. She's just here to tell us to keep it down on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just, yeah, I'm stand- just mom. We're standing yep. in the way of the magic, the gathering glass oh, they, case. They have to oh, hate us. <laughs> they have to hate uh, which us. Which is perfectly fine. I I also hate them so it's it oh, works out perfectly. Uh, but um, but yeah, we so we're talking about this stuff anyway. <laughs> I thought, hey, Let's make a podcast. Let's. So what we're going to do is to try to keep things as current as possible. We're going to be recording these episodes on Friday nights. We're going to be talking about the comics that came out that Wednesday. And then we're going to be releasing it the following Wednesday. So you'll be hearing, you'll be getting this every Wednesday morning. You'll be hearing all about the comics that came out last week. And then we're going to do a little shout out to the comics that are coming out this week or to us next week. <laughs> so yeah, so it's last week's comics 
today. So, uh, you know, go out and buy some comics. So that's that's us. That's Tales from the Short Box. Yeah. Um, support, support your local comic book shop. Go to the comic store. Yeah. Honestly, like uh, some of the best friendships I have in my life I've met through my local comic book oh, store. Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole reason I work at one is that, uh, you know, we have two different locations and I was living in the city and the city location. I would go there every Wednesday and basically there's only two guys that work there. So they would both be busy ringing people up or doing whatever, answering the phone. And then someone would come up and have a question. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's over there. I'll, sh- I'll show you where it's at. I just know where it is. I've been <laughs> shopping here for like five years. And they're like, hey, you want to get paid to do that? And I'm like, yeah, tight. That'd be awesome. So, you know, it's, it's it, you hang around long enough, maybe you get paid to do it. Yeah, one of the main reasons <laughs> I think I still read comics are people like Casey Aww. that work at comic book stores. Because I got in, my friends worked at comic book shops. They gave me recommendations and I would just hang out with my friends at the comic book shop. And yeah. then <laughs> they stopped working and there was a weird lull there. Yeah, I, I like and to tell Casey, people, I don't, have a, <laughs> I don't have a barber. If you've ever seen me, that's a... It's very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I don't, my kind of weekly routine is the comic shop. It's kind of our cheers. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Now you walk in, everyone's, hey, here's Adam. Yeah. When you guys come in on, like, the wrong day, I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're off your routine. A lot. Right. <laughs> for coming in the wrong day. I'm like, sorry, I had stuff to do. I, I apologize. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave. How dare sorry. you be my friend and be here? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we're, we're Tales from the Short Box. Uh, uh, tune in every Wednesday. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Last Week's Comics. And if you like what you hear, you want more, please support us by going to duelinggenre.com slash support. Not only will you help us keep the lights on here at Tales from the Short Box, but you'll also get a ton of Patreon-exclusive contact from the whole uh, Dueling Genre family. We have things like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the show I, I also do. We do special episodes that are just for our Patreon subscribers. We do movie reviews that are just for our Patreon subscribers. I think all of Scott Pilgrim Minute is on our, our Patreon feed. So go check that out. Go uh, give us your money. Uh, please, uh, again, support your local comic shop. Get out there. Buy some comics. Uh, we'll see you next week. For myself, for Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Bye, everybody. <laughs>